Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. to a brand new show. Welcome to a brand new show. This has been the Life Coach Show and I am Ben, your favorite, your favorite life coach. Uh, and this show, we want to focus on Mother's Day. Yay, Mother's Day. But specifically for those of us who do not um physically have a parent. The show is really dedicated to those of you who have lost your moms um, and the women that you consider to be your moms. For a lot of us, that's grandma too. I wanted to dedicate a show to you, to us, uh, because I have lost um, all of my grandmas and my mom as well. And I know that this time of year is a very, very difficult time for a lot of us because we feel cheated. Some of us feel jealous. Um, we go through the range of emotions and, you know, it just doesn't feel great. Mother's Day is highly publicized. It's highly marketed. And for those of us who have experienced the loss of our mom, especially for those of us that are younger, that's right, <laughs> um, I consider myself young, younger and we've lost our moms. And for those of us who are young and we have young kids, 
my mom passed away when my son was 12 and my niece was 13 or 14, somewhere around there. So that's really difficult to lose a grandmother uh, and for me and my sister to have lost my mom so young because we're going through the experience of life without really having mom on earth to share that. Now, I don't necessarily feel like I don't have her. Um, I have my own feeling around that. I do feel like she shares um, a lot of my life, if not all of my life with me. It's just the physicality of it that's really different. I think when um, death takes place on, on earth, uh, a transition happens physically. And I believe the spirit, though, still lives. And for some of us, the spirit is ever-present. It's, it's really close. It's really near. And for some of us, it isn't. So I wanted to take this time to focus on that. And for those of you who feel like motherless children, I, I want to take the opportunity to say that you're not. Mom may physically no longer exist in this realm, but her spirit and her love never dies. And that's what I tell people all of the time. It was very, very weird and strange for me when my grandmother passed away because my grandmother is responsible for raising me too i live with my grandmother um on and on and off for most of my teenage life so from the age of 14 up to 24 i was in and out of my grandmother's home um i probably only lived with mom as a teenager uh for maybe a year or two uh, but I spent most of my teenage years in young adulthood living in and under my grandmother. I was a, a complete grandmama's boy, granny's boy. And what was so difficult when she passed away is that the love didn't die. And nobody tells you that. Nobody says that the love ain't going nowhere. <laughs> the love is there. And I, you will hear me refer to my grandmother and talk about my grandmother all of the time and you may have heard me say I am still in love with my grandmother and, and people when they hear that they feel a little uncomfortable with me using the term in love and in love isn't necessarily about being romantically connected to someone and love just means that you're actively pursuing that person and in completeness and wholeness and totality so in love the perfect example would be mother with child, right? <laughs> mother with child. And in love would be how a mom actively pursues her child's success, her child's well-being. So when my grandmother passed away, I was still in love. I was still pursuing her love. I was still pursuing her well-being. Up to the moment of her passing away, I absolutely believed that my grandmother was going to get well and be well on this earth. Uh, she healed and she was well and she was, you know, changing. She was face clearing up and she was slimming down and her hair was long and gray but it was a preparation and she was transitioning to graduate into another level of living and I just wasn't ready for that I just wasn't prepared for that because I was still so deeply and, and inundated with the love of her physically being here so it was difficult so for this show if there is someone in your life who 
no longer has a mom on this earth physically. Uh, if that's you, um, if it's your children and you guys want to listen to this show together, I got some things that I am going to suggest and some things that I'm going to share with you in reference to how I think we can make this Mother's Day really, really special for us as well. So we're going to take a very, very quick break. If you want to get a pen and a piece of paper, you know I always have something for you to do to take notes so that you can apply this come Mother's Day. And you can do this the entire weekend. I think that you're really going to enjoy this. So we are going to take a quick, quick break and come back and just talk about mommy, talk about grandmommy. All right, I'll see you in a second. guys are getting the sound effects in the background um welcome to the show (laughs) this is a one-man brand you know there is no one who's going to take out the sound effects there's no one i'm being very domestic today you saw my my precious baby dog zuri um earlier in the segment or you may have heard her chiming around with her Uh, chains around her neck you may have heard the washing machine or the dryer going off I'm being very domestic my mother would want me to have a clean house Uh, as a matter of fact if my mother came to my house um, right now you know I could just imagine the look on her face like this the kind of house you're keeping Uh, I remember growing up she we would wake up on Saturday mornings it felt like the crack of dawn if literally seven o'clock in the morning my mother would wake up on Saturday morning um, and she would get the reggae music going she'd get the incense burning you start smelling bleach and pine saw and Ajax and I you know feel her coming to me hovering over me and a big smack on my butt get up boy so you can help me and your sister clean up she was um, very much a domesticated woman when it came to keeping house and um, 
and she literally would get down on her hands and knees and scrub the floor, uh, scrub the, the toilets. She taught me to get behind the toilets and scrub with toothbrush. Um, she was really, really, really that girl when it came to keeping house really, really well. And it smelled really well. And we would have a full day. That was her thing. We would have a full day. And we would get out and go out when we had an opportunity for us to be together. Those are the memories that I cherish. Um, my mother did not have the easiest life. You can go listen to some of the other shows to hear those stories. So the times that me, my sister, and my mom spent together are the times that I cherish the most. Because those are the elements and the times that no one can come in and try to tell our story. My mother lived a very public life, meaning everybody at some point was all up in her business. Um, good, bad, right or wrong, whatever. And everybody sometimes has a theory and a story um, as to who they think Dean was. My mother's name was Annie. Um, but my, I don't know where they came up with Deanie. Her nickname was Deanie, but my father called her Dean. <laughs> um, I don't know where that came from, but everyone had a story, right? Because she was so public in um, the nature of her living. And so when I think about my mom, I think about those moments that she and I and my sister had, and they were fantastic. And like I said, we get up early, early, early. Then, you know, by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, we were out. We were going to the supermarket. We would go to the record store and get the latest 45s. Um, we go to Bambergers or Woolworth or McCrory's downtown, uh, Newark, um, all kinds of things. Main Street and Orange, we would just be all over the place, um, hanging out and really having a good time. Eventually, meeting up with my grandmother because my grandmother always had to go to the store. This is a running joke in my family. My mother took my grandmother. This is not a joke. Ask anybody, my grandmother's best friends, my aunts, my uncles, my mother took my grandmother to the store what seemed like every single freaking day, every day she would go to the store, um, shop right and back in the day when Pathmark was open and my mother would come home and she would be like, we were just in the store yesterday and mama must have walked up and down every single aisle, right? And I think my grandmother memorized the, the supermarket uh, displays, etc. <laughs> so this is what I want you guys to do, right? You see how I'm just kind of sitting here reflecting. Both my grandmother and my mother are no longer here on this earth. Um, but I do believe that they're here on this earth in spirit. Um, something very, very traumatic just happened to me a few months ago. And I knew it was coming. I felt it was coming. I was in resistance about what I was feeling. Um, and I was praying real hard for it to work out in my favor, or at least what I thought my favor would be. Um, and finally, I just surrendered. But when I surrendered, when I surrendered, I said, okay, God, I need my guardian angels. I need my mommy and I need my granny. And I called out to them. I said, okay, mommy. Okay, granny, I need you to help me through this um, because I don't want to face this. Um, and it was such a beautiful moment because every time I ask for a sign, 
you know, give me a sign to let me know this is true. I would get the sign and it would hurt me more because it was something that I didn't want. Um, but when I surrendered and I asked for my help and I said, I need you all to come with me, um, to walk with me, to walk before me, to carry me, if you will. And they did. And so that's one of the things if you are, you don't have to be religious, but if you're spiritual and you believe that this physical shell of a body is just that, a shell, that our souls and our spirits never die, then I would I would just invite you to start seeing your mom and or your grandma um, as your as your guardian angels or if it was your auntie that was your mom and she's no longer here they are your guardian angels um, about maybe eight years ago I was really really having another moment a traumatic breakdown and I was in a hotel because I was traveling for work and I was sitting on the bed and I was like I just can't do this anymore and there was a lot going on I cannot do this and I remember my grandmother coming to me saying worm you can do this you can do this right you can do this um, pray you know there's so many instances after they passed away where they were very present um, when we're going through things where we're facing facing challenges financial challenges emotional challenges health challenges I think we need to remember to call out to those loved ones, the best parts of them, if it doesn't scare you too much. This is my belief. I believe that the spirit of our loved ones are always looming. I just think that it's sometimes too much for us to deal with because life and death and the transition of is really, really difficult for some of us. So for some of us who feel that great loss that mommy is no longer here, she's not there. I think for those of you that feel that way, if you surrendered and if you were still um, and you allowed them to show up in your life, uh, that some of the grief that you still feel might start moving out of the way. But it's difficult because I believe they're there, but it's difficult for us to take it, right? And so I'll give you an example of what I mean by that, right? Um, I got too many stories of this, but I'll give you an example. When my grandmother passed away, when I got the call that my grandmother passed away, in my right ear, pay attention, in my right ear, my grandmother said, Worm, you're going to be all right. I heard her. My cousin called me and she told me. And I thought I was going to flip out and go insane because I told my grandmother, you guys know this story, right? I told my grandmother two years before she passed away. I had a dream she passed away, but I was committed to an insane, insane asylum because at her funeral, I pulled a chair up to her casket and I started talking to her casket and saying, Granny, you see them crying and acting a fool like you did. Would you get up and tell them that you're not dead? And I had that dream two years prior before my grandmother passed away and I was still living with my grandmother and I woke up like in you know and I was like oh my gosh and I jumped out of my bed and I went in my grandmother's room and she was there but I told her that when she was really sick um, and so she did a lot of praying for me because she realized she asked me worm what would you do if I passed away she knew she was passing away Worm, what would you do if, if I passed away? And I told her that story and it freaked her out, 
right? So there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on. Um, and this is not the spiritual story of my grandmother's death. And that's why I'm rushing through it and kind of all over the place. But my grandmother knew she was going to pass away. She lived longer than what the doctors told her she had. When she asked me that is when she knew that information based on what the doctors told her. I told her the story about her passing away and me going in the insane asylum because I was talking to her casket and she was like, oh my goodness gracious, this guy isn't going to, he's not going to make it. Wormy isn't going to do well when I pass away. So when she passed away and I got the call and I was headed to um, the treatment center she was in, I heard in my right ear, Worm, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Her spirit was still there. For 30 days, 30 days, for an entire month, my grandmother passed away, I believe, April 29th. Right. So you can imagine what that Mother's Day was like. That first Mother's Day was really difficult. But me and my family, we were together. My grandmother passed away April 29th for an entire month. She was with me in every dream. I dreamt about her, um, either the the traumatic um, feelings around her death or she was with me. The 30th day, my grandmother said, "Okay, worm, I got to go now. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I got to go now. And I grabbed her and I held her. And in my dream, I remember holding her tight. And she was like, I got to go now. And I was like, no, 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 no. I got to go now. I got to go now. And I woke up. I woke up with her saying, she, I just woke up. And I, when I woke up, I felt it. I was like, she, she went where she needed to go. Meaning... Her spirit, I mean, was literally with me, guiding me the entire the entire way through that grieving in that mourning period. Now, it was difficult and it was rough, but without my grandmother's spirit and her love right by my side, the gift that I believe that God said, you can hang out with him. And when I say hang out with him, I mean, you can literally sit on the bed next to him, you know, when he's crying and when he can't make it and he's feeling suicidal. So I think for some of us that happens all of the time, but because we're so lost in our grief, we don't realize that those, those spirits and the people that we love are still there. Now, when my grandmother parted, I, I think she did what she needed to do to live in the fullness thereof. And the and the afterlife and enjoy the afterlife and enjoy healing and enjoy her family on the other side. Um, and what that process is like, I don't know that to be true. I just know what my experience was. Right. So that's one of the things that I would like for you guys to hold on to, to to really surrender to the love that you still feel for you know, your, your, your mom or your grandma or whomever it was that played that role for you. So I know I didn't, I didn't mean to tell you about that, but it's such a, it warms my spirit. It makes me cry a good cry. Um, and it reminds me that in my disbelief, when I don't believe that there is a God, when I don't believe anybody loves me, when I get down to, um, the point of feeling hopeless and that there is, um, no sense of having any faith. I remember those moments, 
right? I've got so many of them to, to share. Maybe I'll invite you all over for a pot of collard greens um, <laughs> and cornbread, and we'll talk about it. Um, but I want to go over a couple of things to support, right? What this is like, you know, being a motherless child. Because we get jealous. We feel lonely, right? We feel slighted. Um, there's a lot of things that we still feel, right? We don't accept it. So one of the things that I want you to focus on this weekend, um, and you can start this as early as today, right? Um, but if you wake up on Sunday morning, what I would like for you to do is have yourself a real good morning. And what I mean by that is, thank God you woke up Sunday morning, but morning as in grief, um, remembering, um, sadness, but I want it to be good. And what I mean by that is when you wake up, cry a good cry and speak your peace. Mommy, I miss you. Granny, I miss you. I miss what it feels like waking up on Mother's Day. I miss what it feels like on Christmas. I miss what it feels like on your birthday. I miss what it feels like being in contention with you and beefing with you and not speaking to you because I miss what the makeup felt like. I miss when you called me and said, all right, enough is enough. I miss it. Speak your peace. Then say your prayer. Talk to your highest self, your highest power, the God of your understanding. God, I don't understand it. Did you do this? Did you take my mom away from me? I don't get it, right? Speak your peace and talk to the, the highest uh, source of belief and love and God in your life. And then I want you to meditate on love. I want you to completely surrender and be still. Don't try not to cry anymore. Don't try not to be angry, just be still. My mother used to always say to my sister when we were coming up, you know, you too fidgety. You know, you're doing too much. Everybody ain't your friend. Be still, Isha, be still. And what she was really saying is get your peace. Collect your thoughts. Stop worrying about other people. Stop trying to befriend other people. Stop focusing on so much. Be still and surrender to the moment. And sometimes she would say stuff like, sit your ass down, <laughs> but be still. Don't move. Don't think. Just be. If you have to say your mother's name, Annie, say your granny's name, Fanny. I'm here. I'm in this moment. Be still and speak it and meditate on it. Be still. Do this. Give yourself a solid 20 to 30 minutes to be all up and through your feelings, but a good morning. Then the next step, I want you to gather some of your mom's or your grandma's things, right? We do this in my house. Um, and I don't want to say create a shrine, but collect your favorite pictures, right? Get your Bible or your grandmother's Bible or your mom's Bible. Um, I have my mom's, uh, some of her journals. I have my grandmother's, some of her, um, her, her shirts and her slippers. Light a candle and then sit down. Get some flowers. Write a letter. On my mother's birthday, I listen to her favorite music. I write her letter. And it's, it's a combination of the first thing, prayer, right? And what's going on in my life. Mommy, this is what's happening, right? Let me tell you what's happening. Can you believe Chris is graduating this year? 
Can you believe Asada is going to Barcelona? Can you believe Isha is getting her master's mommy? Can you believe that? Right? Write it out. Write her a poem. Write the things you always wanted to say to your mom. Mommy, I'm so sorry that I judged you so harshly. I'm so sorry that I couldn't see your humanity and I only saw you as my mommy and as my parent. And I'm so selfish that every time I think of you, I only cry in sadness and I don't rejoice in gladness knowing that you left such a legacy, knowing that when I need you, you show up, knowing that when I can't deal with you showing up, you're still showing up because the love is so strong. I believe that because our parents are no longer on this earth, everything about them is made whole. And there is a perfection in, around, and on them that we don't understand. There's a love that sits on them that's so much bigger and greater than what we could imagine here. When my parents were alive, I didn't think that they loved me. I did not think that my mom or my dad loved me at all. I didn't because of the life they led and because of some of the things that they did to me uh, physically. I didn't think that they loved me, but there were things that happened that turned that around and things that happened in the supernatural that made me realize that what happened in this earth was from brokenness and things were broken because that's just the nature of this planet. But where they are now, there's a love, there's a perfection, there's a covering, there's a shadowing of love. The, the wings of those angels that are protecting us. So I want you to talk to them. Mommy, in my worst moments, when I'm going on that job interview, when I'm facing opposition, when my children are in the hospital, and when my children aren't behaving right and doing the right thing, right? Show me. Send me, fill me up with your love so that I can guide and be guided, right? Parent me from on high. I believe now that you're, you're connected to the source, right? I believe now that you can go before me. I believe now you can intercede for me. These are my thoughts and write those poems and write those letters and talk to your mom. that I start doing is making a mental list. Make a mental list of all the things that your mom taught you. If your mom was a jerk, seriously, don't front and be like, you know, she was perfect because sometimes when our parents pass away, um, they become immortal uh, beings of perfection 
uh, and that they were great on earth. And that's not always true. Deal with what happened, forgive what happened, and then make a list of the things that they taught you even through and from their mistakes. You know, they weren't, they didn't always do things right. And there are things that they taught me that aren't so great. And I've taken them into my own life and into my own parenting. But start making a list. And I tell my friends this. I just told my little cousin this. My mother, when I was about 13 years old, came in the house. And I remember her saying to me, let me tell you something. Don't you ever tell anybody. And this is why I don't tell you guys how much money I make. (laughs) She said, don't ever tell people how much money you make. Because they will count your money for you and spend your money for you. And think that they are entitled to it. Don't you tell anybody what she was saying is what you work for is your business and no one has the right to dictate to you how you should live your life based on your earnings. And I took that to heart. I've always taken that to heart. I've always said that's a personal conversation. You really shouldn't know that because again, you'll start spending my money in your head and saying, you shouldn't live here. You shouldn't drive that or you should live here or you should drive that. And it's foolishness. It creates Um, way too much contention. But those are some of the things that she taught me. My grandmother taught me faith management. You know, when I was eight years old, you've heard this story a thousand times before. Um, I had a bad dream and everybody's had that dream where they they call it the devil riding your back. I was about eight years old. I remember laying on the couch, um, sleeping. My grandmother was watching Dynasty. (laughs) And I was asleep, but I wasn't asleep. And my grandmother couldn't hear me and nobody could see me and I couldn't move. And when I woke up, I remember walking in the room and I, you know, I was really afraid. And my grandmother was like, what's wrong with you, Worm? Um, Go back to bed. And I was like, no. And I explained to her what happened. And she said, oh, the next time that happens, call Jesus. Say Jesus. And I was like, is he going to come? Like, is he going to make a house visit? I'm not really sure what's happening. (laughs) But... That was where she started planting in me the seed of faith and calling on the name of the Lord or calling on the name of the higher source. And so listen, I am part philosophical. I am part psychological, but baby, I am part Pentecostal. So you better know it and you better believe it. Um, And even when I tried to run away from it, it chased me down, you know. So I I, got to believe that there is something out there. Uh, protecting and guiding and watching and listening and that was at the point where I would surrender and ask for help spiritually help God help me right and that that's what she taught me so I want you to do that number two just get some stuff get your mother favorite stuff if you have her nightgown if you have her wedding dress if you have her rings her earrings put her earrings on Um, put her earrings around your neck gather things, burn some candles, some incense, write her a poem, get her some flowers, do this in the comfort of your own home. If you can, number three, go out. Go out and celebrate, baby. Do her thing, right? So usually on my mother's birthday, I do her thing. One of the things that my mother used to love to do um, is antiquing. And me and my sister never realized where we got that from. When me and my sister were in our early 20s, we really loved to go antiquing. We had no money to spend on, you know, real antiques, but we loved antiquing and we loved thrifting. 
And my mother is a big thrifter, a big flea market girl. So if you can, right, if it doesn't have to be about spending money, but surrender to that. When I, I, a few years ago, I did that on my mother's birthday. And you guys think this stuff is silly and stupid, but things will show up for you in a way that you know that they're there. So a few years ago on my mother's birthday, I was working. My mother's birthday is July 21st, right? And I said, I'm going to celebrate my mother today. So I found a flea market, right? And in the flea market, there was a record store. Anybody know who knows me knows I love records. That comes from my father. He's the guy that gave me that gift. Love music, love vinyl. And I was there in the flea, flea market walking around. And I was like, man, Dean, I really feel like you with me today. And I'm like, if you hear, let me find. And I can't remember what the record was, but I had a specific record or something in mind. And lo and behold, something came on the radio. And I went to the little record shop they had there and I found it. And I was like... Now, you know this was you. On your birthday, you're going to give me the gift that I just asked for subconsciously. So I just feel like when you surrender, you gather yourself, right? After you get over the fact that she's not here and that devastation, if she's not physically here, I can't kiss her and take her out and buy her something from Macy's. But you surrender to what is and you accept it. Oh, the things that start happening, guys. Oh, my God. The stuff that starts happening. They'll let you know they're here. They'll let you know they're here. There's some moments where I feel like I want my grandmother, right? And she'll show up a little bit. What I mean by that is I'll smell her scent. And when I smell the scent, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't come. Don't come. Why? What am I talking about? Because I can't deal with it. I'm like, if you come and I feel that it's going to be too much for me to let you go, I'm going to want that. So gather some things, right? Because it's not always about the morning at this part. It's about the celebration. Remember, I said at this point, that's all mommy is. She is love. She's not her mistakes anymore. She's not the one that couldn't pay $150,000 to put you through school or buy her first car. She's not any of those things. She's not the person that made the mistakes anymore. She is her wholeness, her fullness, her authentic self, her soul self, full of love. That's all mom is at this point. Gather something, make a list of the things she taught you and make sure that you're living your best quality life. And if, even if you think that it was a mistake, right? You know, well, my mom put me out when I was 17. Okay, what lesson was she trying to teach you? What lesson which was she trying to learn or, or the lesson she should have been taught? What are you going to learn from that, right? Surrender to it, right? My mom's favorite prayer is the serenity prayer, right? Say the prayer back to her. Number three, um, like I said, go out if you can and, and do what she loved to do. Go to her favorite restaurant, right? Eat her favorite meal. Um, cook, right? Sometimes I'm cooking and I could hear my grandmother saying, worm, no, 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 no. Don't put no more seasoning salt in that. It's going to be salty. If you put any more in there, it's going to be too salty. Don't do it. I, you, be in the moment of what you did. You know, I, I live at the Jersey Shore and I remember my mother saying, you don't remember I used to take you crabbing? I, you don't remember, right? My son's mother says to me, you guys always end up by water. You know, since you moved from New Jersey and moved back, you always end up by a body of water somehow. 
And I was like, wow, she does. And I remember my mother saying to me just before she passed away, you don't remember I used to take you crabbing? I used to take you crabbing to Asbury Park, right? And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember. I remember. Um, and it came flooding back. So if you can, go out and do the things that you and mom used to do and celebrate her, right? What are your favorite memories? If you are the person that visit the grave and you put flowers there, um, good for you. I don't do that. I've never been to my, my, my mother's grave, and I think I've only been to my grandmother's grave um, maybe once or twice. But I have family members who uh, believe that. I, I remember coming up and my grandmother said, you don't have to go to the grave for me because I'm not there. <laughs> so, you know, my grandmother was deeply spiritual, very religious. And I told you that's where my, you know, Pentecostals part comes from. Um, she's like, I'm not there. And so I took that to heart. She's like, I'm not there. I was like, I ain't going there because granny ain't there. Granny is with me, right? My mother is with me wherever I go. You know, I, I've never been to my mother's um, gravesite. I don't know. We didn't even do a burial. Um, in terms of traditionally with the funeral, we didn't leave the church and put her on the ground like that. Um, of course she was buried, but you know, that wasn't my belief. And that was another thing, right? Another thing during my, my, the time of planning for my mother's, um, funeral transition party, <laughs> homegoing celebration, whatever you want to call it. I just remember her saying, whatever you want, son, I trust you do whatever you want, son. And I was trying to make all these choices and decisions and I could hear her. That right ear, guys, that right ear, I'm telling you. I could hear her, you got it, son, whatever you want, son. And I was like, this burial thing is just too much. It's too much for me and Isha. It's too much for the kids. We ain't doing that. Um, so I've never been and I'm not that person. But if you are, please go to her grave. Take a radio with you. Turn on her favorite song, Dance at the Grave. Right. It doesn't have to be a gravesite that dance at her resting place, the symbolic place for where she's resting. Turn on her favorite song. Right. If you you know, your your loved one was a churchy person, turn on her favorite gospel song and church it up, you know, sprinkle flowers, take her roses. But but celebrate. I want you to go through these phases again. Just three things. Have yourself a real good morning. Really, really grieve in a very healthy way. Cry, pray, meditate, and be still and go through the motions. Give yourself about 20 to 30 minutes doing that. Don't allow your, your good morning to be associated to negative grieving thoughts, right? So what do I mean by that? Try to detach yourself from feelings of jealousy because people have their mom. They have their mom, you know, celebrate with and for them through spirit and in spirit. You don't want them to experience what we've experienced by not having mom, right? It's very difficult and we don't want that. We don't want them to know what it feels like to not have mom until mom is 105 years old and everybody's made peace that she's lived a fantastic life. But if you're like me and mom passed at 55 or 65 or 45 or 25, detach yourself from it's not fair you know, and I don't have any gratitude. If you didn't know your mom, detach yourself from those feelings of, I don't know who my mom is. If you know yourself, if you do number one, be still. The mother that you think you didn't know will show up. 
you'll start to feel it intrinsically. Oh, this is who my mother is. I bet you my mother did this. This is her personality, right? And people who knew your mom will start to tell you, right? My, I didn't start looking like my mother until my mother passed away. She is all over me now, all over me. I didn't start looking like my mother until she passed away. I didn't see my mother in me until she passed away. I thought I was adopted. Only way I knew that my mother was my mother is that we have the same dis- deformed feet. We, Our feet go this way. We have foot deformity. That's the only way I knew that was my mom. People would see me. And if you know my mother's brother, my uncle Bruce, I look just like him. If you know him. But if you know my dad and my dad's side of the family, I look just like him. Like if you see my, I mean, my mother would say, I could spot you and your father from miles away by the way you all walk and that leg thing that you all do. So I just, I didn't know that, you know, I was like, I don't see her. I my sister look like, but I look nothing like my mother. My mother passed away all on me, all on me. I look in the mirror. I'm like, Dean, you heavy all on me today. You all up in my life and my business. Our spirits are doing this. So do number one, be still, I promise, be still. Number two, gather some of her stuff. Wear your mother's favorite scarf, wear her earrings. Guys, if she's got a ring, put it around your neck, you know, hold it close to you. If you want to pray with it, do that. Light some candles, write her a letter. I would prefer if you wrote her, her poem, recited her favorite scripture, recited her favorite prayer, do it, do it. Number three, go out and celebrate. Do your mother's thing. If your mother's favorite place was Red Lobster, go. If your mother's favorite place was church, go, right? Do what they would have wanted you to do with them. And remember, it is not about anybody else celebrating with their mother. It's about you being in that place of celebrating that you had a mother physically and that you still have your mother in love and in spirit. I wish I could bring mom back. I really do. I wish I could change things and have moms here, you know, for the next 75 years, next 80 years. But unfortunately, this is the way that this life is made up and this life is a gift. And every moment that we have with with mom is a gift. Um, even the moments of indifference, the moments of struggle, the moments of defiance, it's all, um, a grand gift. And so today speak your mom's name, Annie, speak your granny's name, Fanny. If it was auntie, if it was a foster mom, speak their names and rejoice that you had an opportunity to know them and celebrate their humanity. They were more than just your mommy or your granny or your mother figure. They were divine entities that God saw fit to place on this earth and in your life for many, 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 many reasons and celebrate their fullness thereof beyond them just being your mama, right? So share this content, these tips. If you've got some tips for me, send them to me. I love you guys so very, very, very much. I wish you great health and great wealth. I pray and I commune with the God of my understanding. I call on my guardian angels, Fanny and Annie. I ask that the spirit of your mom and your grandma 
and the mother figure that they rest upon you, around you, with you, in you, that you feel the flutter of their angelic wings, that you feel the kiss on your cheek. I speak this, I pray this, in the name of the Most High, as my grandmother would say, Jesus! <laughs> I love you. Be blessed. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.